I'm not the house of cards that falls down easily Ooh, I'm strong enough to handle what you throw at me Welcome to Mental Health News Radio. I'm your host, Kristen Sunanta-Walker. Just what are we going to discuss? The intimacy that is mental health. Let's continue to make it as comfortable as discussing brain health or heart health. This show has been on the air for several years and we have amazing co-hosts. And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show, after several hundred interviews, the format is this. Intimate, deep, funny, touching, sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me and now with our network of podcasters. Just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second welcome to mental health perspectives with your host dr john huber and christian sonata walker you can learn more about dr huber by going to his website at mainstreammentalhealth.org you can learn more about this christian sonata walker by going to her website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com dr huber miss walker welcome to the program lovely to have you both hope you're both doing fantastic well, thank you for having me back, Ryan. I appreciate it. Same here. All right. So in the world of America, we have a new story that came out talking about the six dangerous social media challenges that are killing and injuring America's youth. They have all these different challenges. None of the challenges are sit at a desk and be productive. Apparently, that's not a challenge. But we do have some other challenges. One of them is the fire challenge. When you pour and spray flammable liquid in your body and light yourself on fire, then you've got the hot water challenge. That's when you dump hot water on yourself. And surprisingly, people are getting seriously injured. There's another challenge that's very popular called the choking game, where people choke themselves to get temporary high. Then you've got the condom snorting challenge, where people snort a condom through their nose. And uh, a new challenge that is taking youth by storm, which is not about how many books can you read or how many critical thinking questions can you ask in a week. No, it's called the eraser challenge. That's when they erase their skin while saying the alphabet and coming up with a word for each letter. And once you get up to Z, you stop and compare your skin with your friends. I ask you both, are we not imploding intellectually, psychologically speaking? We'll start with you, Dr. John Huber. Well, I'm only on the letter E right now, and my racer's falling apart. I just... <laughs> oh, Lordy, you know, Lordy, Lordy. Exactly, exactly. And I, I have to... I, I have to sit back and say, the only reason why these things are happening is because these kids don't have a fully developed mind. And they they somehow think that this is an okay thing to do and now with social media they're actually getting a level of Instagram fame or Snapchat fame and they're being rewarded for doing this stuff and risking self-harm 
And, you know, we look at that in my industry, and we, we hospitalize people for doing that stuff. So I think, I think you know, we need to maybe uh, start monitoring what our kids are doing as parents. I think, you know, the, the, the social media apps are no longer the babysitter of the, the right. 2010s. I mean, it's, it's pretty scary. Are there any and, trends that uh, strike out in your mind as being particularly disturbing? Like I said, I understand the fire challenge. Like, why would you want to set yourself on fire? I and just I, I understand like what what's the benefit of it? I mean, is there is there something that that elicits a positive response in the brain when you get set on fire? I don't understand. There is none. And what what it is though is <laughs> hey, I'll get fame. Zero. I'll get I'll, I'll I'll get some fame, and you know. You, you couple that with kids' belief that they are indestructible and they're not going to get mm-hmm. hurt. Oh, that's not going to happen to me. And it's a funny thing when kids have something traumatic happen to them or somebody very, very close to them, they stop thinking like that. They stop thinking I'm indestructible. So... Maybe if one kid does it at a school and the whole class that they're going towards graduation for, I'm not going to say they're all going to graduate, looks at that and says, okay, wait a minute, that's a bad thing, and we're in, we're not indestructible. You know, maybe, maybe maybe they're doing it to save their friends and family from trying the same thing. I, I don't know. I, it's very disturbing in general, though. Uh, Ms. Walker, what is your perspective on some of these challenges? Well, I mean, okay, this is, I, I just talked about this on You to America with the lovely Amy Fuller. I know, Dr. Huber, you are a regular, regular guest, and I just get to go on when they need a filler, I think, which is fantastic. There's plenty of room for both. There's plenty of room for both. <laughs> I love you. I love them. I mean, oh, my, the production crew, everybody. Anyway, I can't say yes. enough about, about them. They're Very wonderful. Very professional. And yeah. Yes, and hilarious, too. Amy yes. was absolute. I've never seen her that relaxed when we talked about this subject. She just was like, go volunteer. Walk an old person across the street. Put their grocery. What are we thinking? And here's my thought on it, okay? We, our generation did not have social media. We have nope. no idea what these kids are having to deal with. We just don't. And every generation of kids does stupid stuff, okay? Oh, not we all have. We just didn't have a camera and access to – one of the things I talked about was, remember that show? I don't even know if it's still on, America's Funniest Home Videos. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the jackass shows on MTV and whatever. Okay, well, people sent in videos to these places, and someone was monitoring what was being sent in, and there were people who were arrested. They were letting their two-year-old drive a truck without anybody, you know, and they Uh sent it in, and then the police show up, and those people, you know, hauled off to jail for child abuse. But there's no monitoring for that anymore. Kids have instant access. And, of course, it's rewarding to get likes and whatever. I mean, that's what this stuff was unintentionally or maybe intentionally created to do to create yet another addiction. So we don't really – it's easy to sit back and go, the youth today are 
stupid and crazy, and that's just not reality. Listen, my ex-husband wait, wait, is 15 wait. years older than me, and he did really dumb things, but there was I, no camera yeah. involved. No, but we had parachute pants. What's parachute camp? Parachute pants. Oh, pants. <laughs> you know, you camp remember? You go to and jump out of parachutes together. <laughs> well, that would be cool. That, that's an idea. Maybe we should, you know. <laughs> I don't but, know. I don't know who you pants. hung out with, but my my friends did dumb things. I mean, they jumped out of one car and into another. Remember the movie Footloose, you know, where they're doing that crazy uh-huh. thing in the car? That stuff happened, okay? It happened. The only difference was you just did it in front of your friends. You didn't do it and then post it out on social media. So is it worse? Yes, it is worse. It is worse because of the access they have to get it out there and the reward they get for doing crazy, dangerous stuff. And uh, my son, actually, he's 29, and he said, Mom, I will pay you big money to say ghosting the whip on television and I thought oh god I hope it's not something that you know is horrific and I'm going to get kicked off you to America but that's the car thing the drive your car jump out of it uh-huh. and walk that's what it's called and you know I mean we did we didn't go to these extremes but we didn't did have a reward system in place no uh, he will when I see him next 20 bucks is coming okay. my way but right. I mean you know we just we just did it so my thing about it is you know, as a parent, like, find out what this stuff is. Don't be clueless. Your kids are oh, looking yeah. at a lot more stuff than you are on the Internet. They know it better than you can even fathom. So get good at it and talk to them about it. And to me, the whole eraser thing, I've talked to a lot of um, counselors that have come on the show, and that is like the new cutting. It's, it's, mm-hmm. It is. It's so far. So Exactly. So, you know, obviously there's a problem. Parents need to be up on what the heck this stuff is, and they need to be talking about it in schools and saying, don't do this. I I have a story about fire. I have two different stories about fire, because I don't know what you guys think about this, but when I was in school, I was doing a movie, and I wanted to make an an incredible stunt, so I jumped off the roof when my legs were on fire. And I was trying to play (laughs) this, but I'll tell you what, we got a good reaction. And then the first time I... um, I was in high school and I was making a video where my where my my feet caught on fire, and my father was there. He was making he was videotaping. He's like making. He was, I want to make sure oh I was my, safe. He's oh like he's like goodness. make sure you're safe because he's like make sure you put fireproof on there. I'm like all right, Dad. So he's like all right. So he, and he because he knew that if if someone else was holding the camera, they were going to shake it. So he knew he could hold the camera steady. But he was like he was very supportive. He's like just make sure you know you're okay. I'm like well that's pretty cool. I'm like he was like really involved with that stuff. He's like if you're going to set yourself on fire, make sure you do it safely. I'm like all right, thanks. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's so amen. important. Amen. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, my son has showed a video of me when he was in the Marines where they all decided to go out and take an electric cattle prod and cattle prod mm. each other in areas that men don't want to be cattle prodded in. And this well, you was, know, you, know, you know, super funny. And that's why I say, you know, we got we got through Elvis and, and we'll get through this. It's just, you know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly. look how many teeny boppers threw themselves in front of Elvis's limo, you know. But yes, you know they grew up to have have good jobs and and be respectful of people and and raise great kids and have good families. We'll get over it. We'll get through it. it it's just growing pains. <laughs> exactly, it is. It is. 
I know, I know, no one likes commercials, but seriously, folks, without the help from these organizations, we could not stay on the air. Please give a shout out to zencharts.com. If you're a mental health or addiction treatment center, you'll want to use their EHR. It's gorgeous. And they're just good people. And also MyGenetics, M-Y-G-E-N-E-T-X.com, because knowing your genetic code empowers your mental health treatment. And lastly, CopeNotes.com. We love getting positive messages right to our phones every day from Johnny Crowder. He's the lead singer of Prison, a heavy metal band sharing their music about suicide prevention, addiction recovery, and mental health. See, that was painless. Support them as they support us. Back to the show. Well, another story in the news is a gentleman named Elon Musk. Some people are considering him a genius. He's CEO of Tesla, and he's doing a lot of things that people are considering erratic. He's tweeting at 4 o'clock in the morning saying weird things, bragging <laughs> about how he's drinking wine, taking ambient, and bragging about how he's not getting any sleep. So I'd like to ask you both. If you look at this person's behavior, is there a fine line between insanity and genius? And it seems that if a person were doing this type of behavior and they weren't successful, they would people would be kind of like shaking their heads and saying, you know, what's wrong with you? But I guess because this person's very accomplished, they look at it as part of his mystique as to say, well, you know, this is what very successful people do. So, Ms. Walker, I'd like to start with you to ask you what your initial insight about Elon Musk's recent behavior is. And also, why people have a perception that if you're more successful and you're doing these types of destructive behaviors, you kind of get a hall pass on it compared to if you're not successful. (laughs) I mean, I've been following him, and I don't know whether he's a raging narcissist that has just fooled everyone into thinking he's a genius or he actually is a genius, but the the tweeting and the things that have been going on um, to me – not being a clinician, but certainly being surrounded by them. It's like psychosis. We're getting ready for a psychotic break if there isn't one going on already, or this is bipolar disorder, This is, which is very linked to creative genius. Um, so I think with the number of hours that this man works, um, you know, some of that is inhuman. There's not enough balance going on is what it seems like in his life between work and personal. And he's just going over the edge because this is new, this erratic behavior. I mean, he's been erratic in the past, but the level that he's going to now is is more erratic than it ever has been. And I think that giving someone a pass, well, you know what? We have this twisted idea that if you make a gazillion dollars, you are above the law, you are above reproach, you are, uh, you know, you can do anything. Well, I just said that, above reproach. I mean, I, I think there's this such celebrity worship, and I don't just mean celebrities like in the movies. I mean anyone that, you know, has this perceived to have a lot of money is considered there could be a celebrity and so they do get somewhat of a a free pass because people think oh they're better than I am in some way or another because they've achieved this level of um, leadership or status with money and there's an issue there with society because that just isn't true but that's a whole other show so that's my take on it my non-clinical take on it (laughs) what about you Dr. Uber? 
Well, you know, he has come out a long time ago and said he's got bipolar disorder, and she said it exactly correctly. It's oftentimes associated with that genius. One of the reasons why is they get into these manic phases where they're able to go for days, and and oftentimes if they're able to focus on one thing, they can they can really create that one thing. Uh, but part of the problem is when you're staying awake, it causes you, after 36 hours, you the average person can start to hallucinate and start become mm-hmm. deluded and delusional. And what I think we're seeing is just kind of an unfettered or unfiltered version of him. I don't think this is new with him. I think if uh-huh. we would have seen him back in college and paid attention to him, and we would have been seeing the same types of responses. Mm-hmm. And and he was at, at, at South by Southwest this past year. I was able to attend and watch him. And, you know, he, you know, he is very uncomfortable being in front of a crowd and an audience. Mm. And I think, I think the, the interesting thing is, you know, he does all this social media. He, you know, he helped him was part of the drive for a lot of these things. So it's kind of like he's obligated to be involved in it. And I think he can go there now because he's not looking at, at, at 7,000 people staring back at him. He's looking at his computer monitor. And, and so he, I think he, he, he deviates from his nervous controlled self that he normally has when he's in front of people, especially when he gets into those manic or hypomanic stages, which I think uh, what we've seen recently of him is him going through that stage. And it's a balance. And, you know, everybody I know with bipolar disorder, they love that manic state. They feel like they're invincible and they can do anything. And they hate their medication because it keeps them from feeling that way. And, you know, I've I've heard them tell me time and time again, you know, I tried using crystal meth. I tried using cocaine. I tried. None of it even comes close to how I feel when I'm in that panic state. Right. Right. And, you know, I think I think what we're getting is that I am invincible kind of, of reaction from him from that hypomanic or manic state he's going through based on what I've seen when he's, he was in front of me and what he's told the media about his mental health. And, you know, we know it benefits intelligent people to, to, to do that and be able to go for days. But the downside is just as bad as the upside can be good. So right. he has moments when he's not there. And, you know, he's able to step away and not be in the spotlight when he's, when he's on his downside. Nobody wants to go when you're depressed. You don't want to be out in front of everybody. But... We're not so because of that. We're not seeing that side of him. We're only seeing this exuberant, elated, hypomanic, or manic personality going out and and saying those things, and and making drawing attention to himself. And you know, granted, you know he's got all these corporations, Tesla, and he can say something stupid, and the stock price drops, and people lose millions of dollars overnight. Right. And then three days later, we come back and, oh, well, he, you know, he, he's not going to do that because, you know, he, he just spoke out of line. They, you know, and we talk about, you know, if you're, if you're an average everyday person, you have a mental health issue. But if you're rich, you're 
what do they say? You're 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 eccentric. He's an eccentric right. millionaire, you know. And the rest of us, we'd be having our families rally behind us and our friends. Let's go get you help. Mm, so we should have more compassion, which I'm telling myself that. Here I go to this weird place, but the reality is we really should. He is a, an example of someone that's achieved great things, and he deals with a mental illness. So the compassion from society, including me, should be there that, okay, he's in a manic phase, and but he'll get through it, and he's able to do all these great things. And um, this is just a manic phase. Is that kind of what you're saying, Dr. That's Martin? exactly what that's exactly what I'm trying to say. And as you know, Good mainstream point. mental health, Good we're point. out there trying to destigmatize this. And it's like, hey, let's not go and beat this man up because right. of this. Let's sit back and try to figure out, hey, how can we help him? At the same time, how can we continue to allow him to achieve greatness, you know, and, and we don't yeah. want the Howard Hughes syndrome. I mean, Howard Hughes is, right. was the same way. And, you know, he eventually got so super paranoid. He, he, he wouldn't, you know, see doctors and things like that. And, and now he's, he's living in Houston, Texas, and you can go visit him and all that kind of stuff, but he, he won't talk back because he's in a, in, a, in a very elaborate, Great site. Isolated world. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. We have time so for just you. one more question before we end, and <laughs> I'll make it real short. There's a show called The Big Bang Theory, and one of the stars, his name is Jim Parsons. He turned down $50 million to be in one more season of The Big Bang Theory. $50 million to play pretend for just one more season. Turned it down. So, Real quick, Miss Walker, Dr. Huber, is this gentleman mentally in a positive place, or is this just somebody who's not exactly making the smartest sound decision to turn $50 million down to play pretend? We'll start with 15 or 50? 50, 5 zero. Wow. Well, I mean, it's his decision. If he's ready to move on to another phase, of his life and he, you know, obviously he's made a, a lot of money already and he doesn't want to do this anymore. I say sometimes, you know, we make interesting decisions that look like you're nuts. Why would you turn that down? And yet the act of making that decision is so good for our growth as a human being and our, you know, the universe hates a vacuum. Something comes flooding in that's so much better for you. So I would tend to go on the positive side and say, you know, good good for you for taking that break. It's not any, you know, it's like Dave Chappelle when he took his break, you know, made his life, so it seems, a healthier life for him and everybody said he was nuts. So I, I don't think money is the answer to everything. I just don't. I, I think people put way, way too much importance on it. And I believe what people that are wealthy say about it all it does is put a magnifying glass on who you already are so if you already are a jerk it's going to make you more of a jerk if you already are a really good person it's going to make you 
even more of a really good person with struggles and so on. So I, I, I wouldn't, I don't judge someone for making that kind of decision. It makes me more intrigued. What's he going to do next? Oh, How boy. interesting. Excellent. And what about you, Dr. Huber? Well, I think she's right. Money's a multiplier. If, if you're happy and in a good place, it makes you that much more happy. If you're not in a good place, if you're depressed, you got issues going on, it's going to multiply those and make them so much worse. I say good for him. I support him. I think, you know, we don't know what's going on in his life, and, and there's one basic right. basic tenet. We all have to be able to get some sleep. And if there's something that <laughs> is stressing you out and you don't like or you think is unethical or presents a bad image or message and it, it's troubling him or it's affecting his home life, you know, good for him. Stay, stay home. Get some sleep. Maybe start other activities. Um, you know, Sheldon is hilarious on that show. Um, he may never find another role that's like that, but he's put himself in a position where he probably never has to do that to keep his right. bills paid and things like that. So more power to him. And we're kind of feeling, I think the people especially who, who watch the show are feeling kind of like they just lost somebody. Somebody just died or like grandma decided, no, I'm doing a DNR, do not resuscitate, and I'm going on hospice because I'm tired of fighting, and the family flips out. Oh, no, you can't do that to me. And it's like, wait, to you, it's her life. You know, it's his life. Let him let him live it the way he wants to. And if he wants to go start a restaurant and be a fry cook for the rest of his life, hey, I'll go eat there. Most exactly. <laughs> All right, and that concludes today's edition of Mental Health Perspectives. I want to thank our incredible host, Dr. John Huber, Miss Kristen Sonata Walker. Learn more about Dr. Huber by going to his website at mainstreammentalhealth.org and learn more about Miss Kristen Sonata Walker by going to her website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com. We will see you back here next week. Thank you for joining us. Aggressive, but never without good intentions. I heat up and act on my emotions. Thanks so much for listening to Mental Health News Radio. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and hundreds of other podcast apps. Or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com. If you have a question or would like to be a guest, become a podcaster on our network, or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air, please email us at info at mhnrnetwork.com. Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for our podcast music. Listen to the full song on SoundCloud at emily.sonne. Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. After all we promised, we'd be cordial. Sometimes in you I can fight it. Good boy.